Welcome to Talking Giants Player Profiles and Projections. And today we have Caden Smith, the guy I'm a believer of, six foot five, two hundred fifty-two pounds, twenty-four years old, was brought over to the Giants after the 49ers waived him in the beginning of the 2019 season after being a six-round pick. They wanted to sneak him on the practice squad. And Dave Gettleman said, uh, oh, no, no. He said, I was trying to decide between this guy and Darius Slayton in the draft. That's what well, that, you guys just gave me both. I just got two draft picks for the price of one. Woo! And in 2020, he had 18 catches, 112 yards on an 85% catch rate. After a rookie season of 31 catches, 268 yards, and three touchdowns on a 74% catch rate. Justin, I am the leader of the Caden Smith train. I am a oh. believer in Caden Smith. Um, I, I like him. And I think it's because my expect, like, I don't really ever expect Caden Smith to be a top tight end in the league. But if he's my starting tight end, I'm 100% fine with it. Now, I know he's going to be behind Rudolph and Ingram. Like, I, I'm not, like, challenging that. But I like Caden Smith more than most because I saw what happened in 2019 and it wasn't fake. It was not fake what happened in 2019. Well, why don't you just... You're on a roll. Caden Smith is your guy. You like him. I like you. Tell me what he did in 2019. Give me a reminder. Well, in six games as a starter, he had 30 catches, 267 yards, and three touchdowns. That's five catches and 44 and a half yards per game. That's pretty decent like production for a tight end. Well, you know what? It was It was five more yards per game than Evan Ingram had in 2020, who was like a focal point of the offense, who was the leading target getter for, for the New York Giants was Evan Ingram. But to be fair on that, Evan Ingram averaged 55 yards per game in 19 games with Pat Shermer. So it's 11, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, 10 and a half yards less than, than Ingram with Pat Shermer. And it was just the way he played. Like, it fit Daniel Jones. He was that safety valve in the middle of the field. And he could also run the the full route tree. Now, he's not going to be fast or burn anybody. Like, he's got a he's got a good shuttle time, but it's, his 40 time was, was very slow at the combine of a 4 but he runs the full route tree and makes tough catches in traffic. And he also made plays vertically. Like Green Bay, big, long, deep pass to Caden Smith. Miami, big, long, deep pass to Caden Smith. Washington has two touchdowns in that game. One was beating man coverage for a game winner. Uh, the, 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 the Eagles game to finish the season. Had over 90 yards. So he did things vertically on the sideline. So again, is he a mismatch? Absolutely not. But does he do a good job blocking and running the route tree and being a safety valve and catching tough passes? Absolutely. And it was as a rookie he did all that. Now, I hate to burst your bubble, but this is not 2019. This is 2021. Well, even 2020, they put him in flat routes. Like, all right, you run, you run flat. Yeah, I mean, and that's basic. I mean, uh, you, know, you can have any tight end kind of do that. Um, and then they should have done more. I mean, they definitely should have done more. I, I think that they should have given him more snaps when Evan Ingram was uh, getting ready to actually play in this year's Olympics for the USA volleyball team when he was putting balls up in the air for everybody to catch. So Bam, they should burn. have given him more snaps. Um, but we are in a world right now where on the 2021 Giants, he is number three slash number four on the depth chart. And... You know, are the Giants going to carry four tight ends? And if they carry three, then will he be the third tight end? Now, He's it's going to come down to blocking. He's not going to be used as a regular tight end, which sucks. It's going to come down to blocking, Bobby Skinner. And frankly, you know, uh, 
I'll give my little spiel on Caden Smith before we ask a question about projecting for 2021. In 2020, in terms of him as a run blocker, I think Caden Smith transformed the Giants' running game last year. When they started using him as a pseudo puller slash lead blocker, you know, kind of the, there would be a hole that would open up and Caden Smith would run right through it. There's a, uh, the play is called what? And I always forget it. Called something. Wham. Or Wham, wham and power O. Wham and power O. Where Wham so is when Smith, he would block the backside player out. Power O is when someone else would block the backside player out and he would be the lead blocker to block a linebacker. And it would be the play that would work the best. I think Dallas, uh, the away Dallas game is when they kind of started to run it well. And, you know, hey, that's a good time to start running a new play against a bad defense, and it really worked out well for him. That was a really good game the offense had. So wasn't until they started doing that where the Giants' rushing game really started to be re- revitalized and it got some sort of life into it. And that was Caden Smith doing it. And I really do think, in my opinion at least, and I'll ask you this next Kane Smith is a better blocker than Levine Toilolo. You watch the offensive line every week, and I don't know how much you're watching tight ends, but you're watching it every single week. I think Caden Smith is more important than Levine Toilolo, and I want him as tight end three. So, you know, we've talked about, like, in the offseason of, like, is there anyone who could get cut that would really make you mad? And I'm like, no, not really. Like, O'Shane Zimenez, I want to see him stick around, but I wouldn't be mad because of what they've added there. You know, the, you know who would be? It'd be Caden Smith. If they cut Caden Smith versus, for Levine Toilolo, I would be livid because it wouldn't make any sense. And this was an, and then when they signed Kyle Rudolph, a lot of people were like, well, Caden might be on the way out because they restructured Levine Toilolo's contract. That would make no sense. He played 50% of the snaps with Levine Toilolo on the roster. So if they, if they value Levine Toilolo over Caden Smith, why didn't they play him over Caden Smith when they were on the same team? Uh, and with no, with no worry of cutting a player. And, like you mentioned, those lead blocking things. Levine Toilolo can't do that. Levine Toilolo can be an inline blocker, but he can't do that. And Caden Smith is a superior receiver. You know, Levine Toilolo's only catches were just basic checkdowns where he would, you know, rumble and tumble for an extra few yards with absolutely no, like, urgency underneath him. So if they cut Caden Smith and Levine Toilolo's on their roster, which I don't think is going to happen, so I'm, getting, I'm doing a little, like, unnecessary outrage, I will be pissed off at that. Vine Toilolo played 27% of the snaps last year. You said Caden Smith played 50? 45%, but he missed a game because of COVID. He played that many? That's yes. kind of insane. He played a ton. I mean, we ran the most three, the second most three tight end sets in the yeah, league thir- to Cleveland. 13 personnel. But he played yeah. a ton, you know? Like, he was he was a big part of the offense. They just didn't throw the ball to him. And the crazy thing about the well, Giants... It's not they didn't throw the ball to him. They just didn't run, like, downfield routes. He was basically, like, when they ran stick, he was the flat route. That was almost yeah. every. That was like, if you, I put together a compilation on Twitter. So if you look up at Bobby Skinner underscore Caden Smith and then click on videos, I literally put all his catches from 2020 in a clip, and it's less, and it's almost all flat routes, which led to him being the yak king on the team. Most team, most yak on the team of 5.1 yards after catch. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, in my book, you got to have 20 catches to qualify for. Uh... To qualify for a ranking of a stat, if you're going to rank players, but well, he what? missed the game. So if you, yeah. you know, divide it by 15 times 16, it's like 19. Yeah, he had 18, 6. 18 catches. He missed a game. He he would have he would have had two more catches if he missed that game. Yeah. So all right, yeah, we we both want him as tight end three. Uh, he has a clear, okay. So who's the better inline blocker then? I guess you would give Charlolo the edge, but but you have Rudolph. It's not noticeable. 
Yeah, Toilolo, I don't understand why they restructured and gave him guaranteed money. Now, when they initially when they initially did it, a lot of people were outraged because, you know, anything happens and people are outraged. And I was like, why are people mad about this? I was like, they have to have a third tight end, and they use this guy. I was like, why are people so mad? And then they signed Kyle Rudolph, and it's like, well, why did you do that now? Why'd you do that? Because you don't yeah, because you don't I'm- need four, a fourth tight end. You could have one, but it's like, why are we restructuring and giving guaranteed money to a fourth tight end? Yeah, at the time when the Toilolo restructure happened, we had no clue that the Giants were going to pursue tight end of free agency. They pursued Hunter Henry, which was wild. Now I'm sure they weren't. Uh, I'm sure they weren't guaranteeing that they were going to get him because Hunter Henry was one of the best tight ends, if not the best tight end on the free agent market. But yeah, they they were pursuing openly pursuing tight end, and the fact that they did that, they restructured Toilolo before free agency, knowing that they were going to pick up some sort of tight end. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So I think. Caden Smith offers more, and uh, Caden Smith for tight end three. He's and then younger. eventually, he's younger. Does How many more years of control does he have left? Two. That's, that's, that makes him more valuable than Levine Toilolo right there. Keep Caden Smith on the roster, Coach Judge, Joe Judge. Or we're going to kick down your door, and you better not be cussing. Like Kelvin Benjamin said, uh, Kelvin Benjamin is getting jokes made about him on almost every PPP since we recorded it, which I guess technically we're doing it the day after, even though it's coming out later. But yeah. Kelvin Benjamin is going to get a Wednesday. lot of jokes this year. He's we're hey, now on that, Wednesday. That's that's now he's not a tight end. That that bum. All right, let's take a break. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. The big cat, Leonard Williams, six foot five, three hundred and two pounds, twenty-seven years old, just signed a three-year, sixty-three million dollar contract with forty-five million of it being guaranteed. Coming off of a career year with fifty-seven tackles, eleven and a half sacks, and fourteen tackles for loss, career highs for both those. Justin, we actually fought on the PPP of Leonard Williams last year, but you are you were saying, hey, this guy. He's going to be someone that Giants fans really like by the end of the year. There's not going to be this negative connotation around Leonard Williams by the end of 2020. And you were it might be your best take of all time. You know, that's exactly how I was going to lead the show. You know, we've been I've been doing this for a, for a hot minute, hot sec and um there's a lot of takes out there in the treasure chest of takes of Justin Panic, but I really do think getting trying to get as many people as possible invested in Leonard Williams is kind of like my my best take. So, yeah, the eater of tuna hearts, Leonard Williams, big cat, had a really, really great year. Um, I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of him because the writing was on the wall from 2019 that 2020 was going to be a really good year. And Bobby Skinner, I'm just going to, like, get to it. You read some of the basic stats, and we we have some of the more advanced stats, too, and we have similar notes we have. But third in the NFL in QB hits. And this is sometimes, like, I'm just talking about out of all pass rushers, out of all players in the National Football League. Third in the NFL in QB hits last year. Tied for sixth in tackles for loss. Seventh in the NFL in sacks. Second behind Aaron Donald for interior defensive linemen. Tied for sixth in QB pressures. Fifth in QB knockdowns. And guess what? 74% of the snaps, which was the least in his career besides 2019, besides uh, 2019, yeah, where he was transitioning from team to team with the Jets and the Giants, et cetera, et cetera. So 74% of the snaps and only played in only 15 games. So let's even just break it down from this, from this standpoint too. Leonard Williams, 11 and a half sacks, 30 QB hits, 42 pressures. And this is all according to pro football reference. 
If you're a listener to the podcast, if you're listening to every episode, you know what I'm about to say. But when you combine the nine Giants other edge rushers that they have, they had nine and a half sacks, 17 QB hits, 55 pressures. So the only difference there is the 13 pressures that nine players had more than our best pass rusher and one player. That's insane. Williams had uh, 28.75% of the team's sacks. He had 25% of the team's pressures, and he had 28% of the team's QB hits. He was really good. He was really productive. He deserved that contract. And I don't care what you say. Interior defensive lineman. Eat a butt. Um, eat a bug, and he's awesome. He's like one of my favorite. Yeah, players. you mentioned it with all those stats. You're like, oh, he's top of the league in this, top of the league of this, like in every single category. There's sometimes where she's like, oh, that guy had a bunch of sacks that year, but you know, he didn't really have a ton of QB hits. You know, like a Kyler Fackrell. Like, yeah, he had ten and a half sacks in the season, but he wasn't really getting to the QB a ton. He just was, he yep. was transforming those into sacks almost every time. He's, yep. He does all of that, and then you mentioned in the run game, like the you know, uh, 14 tackles for a loss, and then you look at like some advanced like run stops, top of the league, top of the league, and every single little thing. You combine sacks and tackles for a loss for the entire NFL, he's fourth after T.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, and Hassan Reddick. He has 25 and a half when you put them together. So he plays the run very well. He plays the pass very well, and it wasn't just, oh, a fl- you know – People are like, oh, you know, he's not going to get 11 and a half sacks. You know, that year's an outlier. You know what year was the outlier for Leonard Williams? It was 2019 where he got half a sack. That was the outlier year for Leonard Williams because yeah. he balls out every single year and he was good with the Jets, you know. And, and no, did he have an 11 and a half sack, you know, like like this past year was a career year? No. But, you know, he had seven sacks one year, five sacks another year from the defensive tackle group, all while being, being consistent with the QB hits, with the run stops, with the tackles for a loss. Like this dude is a baller and he does it in every single way like it's not just as a run defense you know he's not just dalvin thomason where he plays the run in the nose tackle and he just he's done it in every way and you know the contract's expensive but every free agent's contract that that's at the top of the league of their position is going to be expensive like he is the top of the defensive t- if if it wasn't for aaron donald who's gonna be like a top five defensive player of all time Leonard Williams would be one of the most talked about defensive tackles. Like he might, people would be talking about him at top of the league. Yeah, I mean, if Leonard Williams can put together a 2020 adjacent like year again, he's not going to enter the Aaron Donald discussion because no, nobody, nobody is ever, going to enter. You know, in this, and no one in the league right now will. But like, there will be more of a conversation where Leonard Williams will join the party about, you know, in terms of one of the best interior defensive linemen where, hey, he's in the, he's the exception of, hey, you know, you will throw some money at him, but he has to prove it. He has to prove it yet again this year. And I'm kind of not expecting that. You can't expect 11 and a half sacks. Right. But also, and this is something I said it on Bleeding Blood, I've said it on Talking Giants, you know, looking back at the history of the game and it tells you kind of more about how the game is formed and everything like that. That's disgusting. You see that spit that was just on my mouth? Neither here nor there. There was only 10 players in the National Football League last year that had more than 10 sacks, Bobby. There used to be 30. In 1985, there were 30 players that had 10-plus sacks. That was one for every team. So just because you don't have a 10-sack year, you know, if Leonard Williams this year doesn't have a 10-sack year, I'm still going to be looking at those QB hits. I'm still going to be looking at those pressures. Are you getting more than 27 QB hits? Are you getting, you know, or, you know more than 40 pressures? That's the stuff that I'm going to be looking at, and that's what kind of based my evaluation in 2019 of this guy is getting pressure on the quarterback. He may not get home, but he's getting pressure on the quarterback. Nine multi-QB hit, nine multi-hit QB 
hit games. Does that make yeah. sense? So nine games where he had more than one QB hit in 2020. And also, Bobby, you know, I think one of the critiques of London Williams is, oh, sometimes he can have uh, disappearing acts, right? Or sure, you know, you're not going to get well an insane amount of pressure or sacks every single game. But three of our biggest wins last year, and we didn't win that many games last year, Bobby, but three of our biggest wins last year, Philadelphia home, Dallas home week 17, and then Seattle was the biggest one of them all. London Williams had five QB hits in each of those games. Five QB hits. Seattle game where he had a game-winning sack where he called, Leonard Williams called game that game, called game. Dallas where he kind of called game on an Andy Dalton sack, but then they kind of battled back. But guess who got a QB hit on the Xavier McKinney interception? Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams. So he's a ball, you know, not just kind of like, you know, Justin being a spreadsheet Justin right now of like, hey, he, he just had a really good year, but he was good in the moments in which the Giants needed him. And again, I love him. I well, love him. And, and let's talk about, you know, well, what are they going to do in 2021? Like, if he gets six or seven sacks, it's not uh, like, is this a regression? No, it's just like, that's kind of how sacks work sometimes. They're less predictive of than, you know, tackles for a loss, QB hits, pressure, all that stuff. Yep. And people will say a lot when during free agency, like, well, without Dalvin, he's not going to put the same production. Now, granted, Dalvin definitely helps. You know how many sacks he had without Dalvin or Dexter Lawrence on the field? Eight. With both of them on the field, two. And then he had one uh, with Dexter Lawrence only on the field and then one with only Dalvin Hollins. Most of them came with B.J. Hill on the field. So the idea that he was only getting those sacks because of Dex and Dalvin isn't true. And, like you, we mentioned at the start, played the least amount of snaps of his career. If, you, if like I said, 2019, he missed the game because he got traded after the Jets had their bye and before the Giants had their bye. You know, and, and Danny Shelton's going to do a good job with that nose tackle role. Dexter Lawrence should be better. So I can see maybe even Dexter Lawrence stealing a couple sacks away from Leonard Williams. Yeah. Uh, you know, Austin Johnson will have an increased role, while Danny Shelton will probably have a lesser role than Dalvin. But I do expect him to – you know, you talked about it after free agency about him playing a little more. I The more I thought about that, I would keep him around the same. Patrick Graham wants to keep his guys fresh. Like, look at all this production he did with playing 74% of the snaps. Keep him right around there. Obviously, yeah. you know, it could fluctuate a little bit. But I wouldn't be like, all right, Leonard Williams, you're playing 85 90%. I'd keep him right around yeah. where he was at. Yeah, where he typically was with the Jets is getting some 850, 870 snaps. And what he got with the Giants last year was about 800, 800 snaps. So he was playing a little bit more. And why I say play more is because you're getting paid. Like, you know, now it's not, no, you're not just on the franchise tag. Like, you're here, you got your guaranteed money, dude, and you're here for a couple years. Like, go out there, play, and ball out. So, you know, even if the, I would be interested, maybe an interesting exercise to do after the, after the 2021 season is doing it by rate. Like, you know, he had this amount of pressures with this amount of snaps in the next offseason, depending on, you know, if he does play more, and maybe my theory is correct. I would be interested to see the rate at which he gets pressure, QB hits, sacks, etc. Um, but also why Leonard Williams could be. I, I uh, it's all the writing is on the wall for there not to be a ton of regression, is because he did a lot of his damage from the inside. It's not like they were doing those three defensive linemen formation that I talked that I talked a lot about um, when we were doing our camp battle episode. But it's not like they when they had those three defensive line formations, he was doing. Most of his damage, I feel like, from the inside. So if we run more four linebacker sets this year with two edge rushers on the outside, 
I still feel like Leonard Williams can be productive from the inside, even getting double teamed. I mean, that, that there was a sack, I believe, that he had against Washington, where he was just getting double teamed, and he puts out that mammoth hand, and he's just reaching. I mean, he's just awesome. He fights through double teams, and I'm going to end every point that I'm going to end with Leonard Williams for the rest of this episode is I love him because I do. Well, we can probably end, end it on there. You know, go out, have another good year, Leonard Williams. Um, people saying, oh, it was a contract year. You know what? It was 2019. It was a contract year, too, and that's the year you had half a sack. Now, don't have ha- now if he has half a sack, I will be pissed. No. Yeah, there come, there, there's a line. Yeah. <laughs> there is a line. How, how, I mean, even if there's a bizarre world where he has half a sack again, I'm still going to be a guy that's going to look at the pressures and look at the QB hits. And our, but our DBs like, are way hey. better than 2019, so there's no excuse for Correct. it. Correct. So Correct. So that's why it won't happen. So, yes. It's just a made-up scenario that it will not happen. So continue to live your best life. Continue to rack up sacks, tackles for loss, QB hits, run stops, and fish hearts. Um, so, mm-hmm. all right, keep doing your thing, Lennon Wins. We'll see you guys next time. We appreciate you. Until then, let's go Big Blue.